You are listening to Four Point Stance Women's Tackle Football Talk on Twitter, Yelfi, Mixcloud, Anchor, and a number of other places. If you want to follow the show from Twitter and I guess join the uh, forum that has uh, started appearing on the official Twitter page for the show, the number four underscore PT underscore stance. Or you can just follow me directly, W34VI1. You can go to Yelfi, Y-E-L-L-F-Y. You can get that in both Android and iOS app stores. The number four PT stance is the show, and I am on there as well with W34VI1. If you want, if you're one of those that likes listening to the show on Mixcloud, you can go into the search bar and look up Four Point Stance, or you can just look up Coach Ash. You'll find the show from there, or you can just go to Anchor.fm/slash/the-number-four-pt stance and get the show from nine other locations that you enjoy the most, anywhere from Apple to Google to Spotify. Apologize for the noise in the background. Apparently, the dog has decided to uh, add his two cents to the show. And then, of course, like normal, you can go to the Facebook page that pretty much holds it's the production company. It's W34VI1 Productions, Weevil Productions. And you can find out more information from there. And as a reminder, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline available every day. At all times, there when you need it, 1-800-273-8255. Oh, sounds like we're going to have quite the interesting background noise. So I apologize for the unusual, you know, dogs barking, parrot going off. Don't be surprised that other birds don't start showing up. The beauty of doing this in a unique location. So... News-wise, biggest thing was popped up earlier this morning. The Central Carolina Cardinals from the USWFL have forfeited the rest of their 2019 season. So, when I get to the USWFL, that means the game that they have scheduled for this week will be an automatic forfeit to Hampton Roads. But we'll have to get in more detail for that. Hopefully, we can figure out and learn more and maybe... This can help, you know, they'll come back with a vengeance, or if these players will end up going to Fayetteville, play with the Fierce to at least keep playing. Beyond that, I don't know. I mean, that is interesting having two teams in the same location. We'll see how that plays out, but it is sad to see another team go under. Otherwise, let's pretty much just get into it, even with all the background noise, let's just go ahead and get into it on the matchups. As I said before, Hampton Roads was supposed to travel to Central Carolina Cardinals, but because Central Carolina has pretty much given up the season due to unforeseen circumstances, as I said on their Facebook page, um, that means Hampton Roads will get the victory by default. I don't remember what the USWFL's rules are. It might be a 2-0 game if they follow that standards. Again, with them not having their rulebook or anything accessible to the public, especially those of us in media, I don't know. So either it gets wiped from the slate or it's a 2 nothing to Hampton Roads. I don't know yet. Um, I'll probably know more when that shows up. I don't know if I will make a score video for this, just in the fact we know early enough, but 
you know, if a score pops up with the mercy rule, then we'll do it. Or not the mercy rule, excuse me, the forfeit rule. Then sure. Otherwise, I really can't comment. Washington Prodigy will be taking on the Keystone Assault. Last time these two saw each other was week one. Washington could come out with a victory 42 to nothing. So it'll be very interesting on Keystone's side to see if it will be another repeat or if it will end up being, you know, an e- a little more even a match of a game. Unfortunately, I see Washington winning this game just in the sense of consistency. Washington has always been those high-scoring games, which, granted, isn't the best. But, you know, when you're a small league like this, what else do you do? Um, You know, some of these other teams that maybe some of these higher teams need to help out and build these other leagues instead of these other teams instead of killing them all the time. But we'll see. We'll see how the Washington Prodigy Keystone Assault game goes. If it ends up being a similar, you know, 48 to nothing, 42 to nothing, you know, still a one-sided blowout, then that says a lot about what's happening. And then the Detroit Pride will take on the Tri-Cities Thunder. This is Detroit's first game of the season, which is kind of a surprise. It's a little late, but USWFL schedules are a little funky. Um, Tri-Cities, this will be their second game of the season. And considering last two weeks ago, technically, their last official week, um, Tri-Cities ended up beating West Virginia 68 to nothing. It'll be interesting to see how Detroit holds up on their first game against Tri-Cities. I see Tri-Cities winning this game, but beyond that, it's really difficult to comment on. On the WFA side of things... Oh my god. Neighbors mowing and now it's made the animals crazy. I apologize. (laughs) On the WFA side of things, according to the schedule, is 27 games. I do know who the opponent non-league designation is for Rio Grande. When I get to that, when we get down there, I'll talk about it. Um, Going in order from the WFA page, so mind you, it will end with the Boston DC game, which is fine by me because that one's going to be a complicated one to break down anyway. But right away, Philadelphia at Baltimore. When these two saw each other two weeks ago, and it ended up being a nail-biter, and Baltimore won 21-20. This week, being at Baltimore, you know, it's anyone's guess Philadelphia could be the surprise here and could take Baltimore on their home field just as Baltimore took Philly on theirs. Um, This is a game everybody needs to pay attention to because it is going to be a very, very closely matched game between these two. Maine Mayhem will take on the Western Connecticut Hawks. And that game should be evenly matched. I do see Western Connecticut coming out on top, but I'm not going to count Maine out. I do think that Maine can be that team that will... Really push this close. If it's not a low-scoring game, and I'm meaning like you know six to seven or twelve to fourteen, as long you know, I don't technically. I mean, I do see a blowout potentially of like thirty-two to nothing, but nothing beyond that. Cleveland Fusion will take on the New York Wolves. I think this is going to be a very well-matched-up game in the sense of the Wolves, despite their record. You know, despite their season, they are 1-1, one one, but they went against Boston. They beat Maine. I think with Cleveland, 
you know, Cleveland lost to Pittsburgh but beat Capital City. These are pretty well-matched teams. Both of these two teams have lost to strong teams, and I think it'll actually work out quite well. Who will win? It is in New York, so that does give the Wolves an advantage, but I see Cleveland kind of bringing out the, you know, the surprise. Columbus commented, Indy Crash won't happen. Indy Crash is out for the season, so Columbus will get that by forfeit. Toledo Reign at Capital City Savages. Now, Capital City could surprise me and totally change this, but I think Toledo actually will come out with this win. Just in the fact of, out of all the teams, they are probably the more, I guess you could say, consistent of the two. The Really, a legacy team here. Um, Capital City, though, they could surprise me. They really could. Hopefully they do, but at the same time, you are playing Toledo. So I would say probably probably Toledo will win that game. Detroit Dark Angels will take on the Cincinnati Sizzle. This is one of those games that I would say, oh, Detroit has it in the bag, but I'm not counting Cincinnati out. I think this is going to be kind of a shocker of a game. Maybe one of those close games. And it'll be interesting to see how the matchups work out for here. Grand Rapids Tidal Waves will take on the Pittsburgh Passion. Considering that Grand Rapids has yet to win a game, this is not an easy game for them to go into. You know, the highest points they've scored all season were 8. 8, a 6, and a 6. and But they've had 18, 12, and 28 in that order scored against them. Going against Pittsburgh, I mean... Sure, Grand Rapids could surprise us, but I think Pittsburgh's going to take this one almost a 50 to nothing game. Or, you know, Grand Rapids can score a touchdown, but Pittsburgh's still going to run away with this game quite a bit and possibly win it. And it's at Pittsburgh, so that really does give them the advantage there. Derby City Dynamite will take on the St. Louis Slam. St. Louis has the advantage here just out of consistency. This is at home. You know, they're coming off of that big win beating Kansas City. Derby City, on the other hand, is not a team you want to sleep on. I see them giving St. Louis a run for their money. I see this being a low-scoring game. At most, I see it like a 35-6 to game, but I still see St. Louis coming out on top. Music City Misfits will take on the Knoxville Lightning. I just hope one time Knoxville can surprise me, but unfortunately I see Music City taking this game possibly 46 to nothing or so. Um, maybe Knoxville can score a touchdown like they have lately, um, but I still see Music City coming out on top. Tampa Bay Inferno at Miami Fury. This is going to be one of those games to pay attention to. Tampa's clearly not happy about their loss to Orlando. Miami's coming off of their win, and I think that Tampa probably will take it, but Miami's not going to go down without a fight. So this one should be a, a good nail-biter like generally the Florida teams are. Uh, but I see Tampa Bay taking the win. Orlando will take on the Jacksonville Dixie Blues. I see this one going Orlando's way. Um, I do see it being a relatively high score. You know, Jacksonville can surprise me. I, it, You know, I always wish these teams, you know, I'm... Pleasantly surprised, I would love it. But unfortunately, out of just what I've covered in the past and over the years, I think Orlando's got this game in, in the bag. Kansas City Titans taking on the Mile High Blaze. Now, technically, Kansas City should be the 
should be the ones that have the advantage here because they are the Division I team, but they are at Mile High Blaze, and Mile High's doing quite well. I see Mile High actually winning this game, and not just by a little. I see it being won in Mile High fashion, and Kansas City being handled, handed their third loss in a row. You know, right now they're 0-2, having lost to the Minnesota Vixen and St. Louis Slam. And both were close games, in my opinion. Even that 28-8 loss to St. Louis was close. But they got to go against a mile-high blaze that was that has been posting, you know, 42-6, 75-0, 40-0. You know, they've got quite a bit that they're going to put on the board. If they do lose to Kansas City, or as the league website says, Kansas City, I kid you not, it says K-A-N-A-S, then it'll be very interesting how that plays out in Mile High's season, but I do see Mile High actually winning this game. Iowa Phoenix will take on the Wisconsin Dragons. This one, I say, is a tough matchup to determine because both teams are, in my opinion, relatively strong. Um, being it was, It's going to be in Kenosha, or close to it. Um, Wisconsin does have that advantage, but Iowa is not a team you want to sleep on. So, I'm not sure on this. I see Iowa coming out on top, but at the same time, I also see Wisconsin coming out on top, despite what their record may suggest. Kadiana Zydeco will take on the Tulsa Threat. This will should be a very close game between the two. If it doesn't go into overtime, I will be shocked. Um, I think that these two teams, you know, Acadiana is coming off of a 1-1 game, 1-1 season. Um, you know, they're 6-0 in overtime win over the power, but they're 50-6 loss to the Panthers. Um, you know, Tulsa has been beat up. Third Losing to Iowa 13 to 6, 50 to nothing to Arlington, but only losing by 6 to Arkansas in a 6 nothing game. Um, who they've got to they've got to see Arkansas that the next week and then Acadiana again the week after that. But um I think this is actually going to be a very good game for the two. Who comes out on top? Right now Acadiana is looking like the advantage here, but it is in Tulsa, so who knows? I guess you could say flip a coin. Personally, I kind of hope Acadiana gets another win. But at the same time, I kind of want to see Tulsa to get a win. So, I, you know, games can't end in a tie. So who knows at this point what the outcome will be. Austin Outlaws will take on the Dallas Elite. I would love to say Austin has an advantage, but it is the Dallas Elite. Sorry, I see the Dallas Elite taking this game. And looking at their other games of the season... Assuming it loads. It won't load for me. Of course it won't. Um, it is interesting to see how... You know, th- these two match up. Once the League website updates. I'm going to laugh if the League website crashes on me. Because it wouldn't be a sh- surprise to me there. Um, but... Oh, of course, the League website won't work for me. Shocker there. Yep. It's it's amazing how the database suddenly goes into uh, routine maintenance. Right in the middle of things. Isn't that convenient? (laughs) Anyway. 
So while we uh, delay, you know, the Austin Outlaws taking on the Dallas Elites, you know, that is a tough matchup for these two teams to have to... That's a tough matchup for Austin, let's just say that much, because Dallas does like to run away with games. Um, and, and what makes it really tough is just kind of the history of the Dallas Elite, you know? That's definitely one of those tough, tough games. Hopefully my other means of... Nope, it is completely down. Awesome! I can't even finish doing this. Yay! Well, way to go, League. Thanks. <laughs> Gotta love when uh, the information that you need for for uh, football goes down. I mean, I guess I could go and look at what is on the master schedule, but that takes some time. But I love how conveniently, yeah, let's do some uh, maintenance updates when, you know, 3.35 p.m. Normally you save that for like 2 in the morning. So I wonder where their database ended up coming from because it's funny as even the website. There we go. I'll go back. There we go. Now we're cooking with gas. All right. When in doubt, go to the actual hostedstatistics.com website. So, Austin Outlaw, Dallas Elite. I apologize for that segue. Austin Outlaws at Dallas Elite. As I said before, Dallas Elite has the advantage just out of the past. Looking at Dallas's records, you know, 42-0, 48-0. That does kind of go at a disadvantage on on Austin's part. Austin is looking at a 50-0 loss, but a 14-12 win over Comal County. You know, Unfortunately, going against Dallas, that's not going to be an easy game for them. If it doesn't end up being another 40-whatever game, that's going to be more of a surprise to me. Houston Power will take on Comal County. To be honest, looking at Comal County's lineup, um, I think that for the going against the Power will be a good match for them. You know, Comal County is 0-3 right now, and that is based off of the 32-0 loss. To Arlington, the 42-0 loss to Comal, and that 14-12 loss to Austin. Um, who's going to win? Because, you know, when you look at the Powers time, you know, they lost 6-0 in overtime to Acadiana. Okay. 56-0, they lost to Houston, and the 48-0 loss to Dallas. Um, you know, this is a well-matched game, in my opinion. Obviously, there has to be a winner, but I'm going to say this is another one of those flip-the-coin games because... Anybody could come out on top of this game, and it's kind of a tough pick. You know, that's a really, really tough pick between these two teams. Tacoma Trauma will take on the Southern Oregon Lady Gates at Southern Oregon, and the Portland Fighting Shockwave will travel up to Everett and take on the Seattle Spartans. Rocky Mountain Thundercats will take on the Utah Blitz. Hopefully... Even though Rocky Mountain has the advantage here just out of, I guess, their season. They haven't been murdered too bad. I mean, they took out Rio Grande pretty well. Um, and they got their butts handed to them by Mile High, where Utah, you know, Utah had to deal with Oregon Hawks being a close game. But Mile High handing them their behind 75 to nothing, and then Nevada Storm doing the same thing. I do see this being a little bit better game for them. As I said, Rocky Mountain has the advantage coming off of their win last last week, but 
it is in Utah, so that can work to the Blitz's favor. Um, who's going to win? I hope Utah wins this. But to be realistic, like I said, Rocky Mountain has the advantage. But I do see Utah being the winner here. Phoenix Phantoms will travel to Los Angeles, the Los Angeles area, I guess, to take on the Cali War. Um, obviously, Cali has the advantage here, just being Cali. And I know... <laughs> I know the forum will open on this, but I'm just saying that Cali's the Division I team. That's all I'm going to go into detail on that, just to be nice. You're welcome, Cali. You're welcome, many other people. And um, it'll be interesting to see how they hold up to Phoenix. Maybe it can be another close game like last week. The 56 to nothing, like last week. Um, hopefully it's a little closer than that. But I still see the war coming out on top. Sin City Trojans will take on Eastern Sierra Mustangs. Sin City does have the advantage here, having the slightly better record. Eastern Sierra being the newer team, you know, they could be the surprise. I don't know if they have the advantage of winning, so I do see Sin City taking this win as well. Inland Empire Ravens will take on Nevada Storm. Inland's coming off of that, I guess, as the joke said online, the close game to Cali. And Nevada's coming off of their huge wins, their lopsided wins. Um, that means the Inland Empire is the underdogs here. You know, maybe they have a chance to take Nevada, but I still see Nevada having the, the advantage, especially being at home and taking this victory. Kern County Crusaders will take on the Ventura Wolfpack. This is a very well-matched game in the sense of for the area, I see Ventura coming out on top, but Kern County can show themselves to be potential competition here. So, in truth, this would be a flip coin game. Yes, Ventura has the advantage being at home, but you know I could see Kern County also coming out with a victory out of this too. New York Knockout will take on the Richmond Black Widows. You know Richmond isn't doing too great on the season. I mean, they're 0-2, which that doesn't help. You know, 61-22 loss to Baltimore and the 33-0 loss to Philly. That doesn't quite help. Where New York, you know, they're 1-1. That's 7-6 win over Maine, but that 21-0 loss to Western Connecticut. This one, the knockout have the advantage being the better record, but it is at Richmond, and I think Richmond will be angry enough to take it out. And definitely poison that water, poison that individual, and take out New York. Tennessee Diamondbacks will take on Mississippi Royalty. I see Mississippi Royalty running away with this game greatly. You know, looking at the Royalty's games so far, you know, the last time they saw Tennessee, it was 48 nothing at the beginning of the year. Um, their close game, obviously, to the Panthers, who I see is going to be a thorn in their sides for many years to come. You know, competitions that's a good thing. Um, with their 30 to 26 win over the Panthers, so that was close. I see that being another high scoring game for them. Where Tennessee, this is their second game of the season of five. And honestly looking at Tennessee's season, I see this being a these are going to be their two hardest games. Music City's gonna give them a run for their money too, but this is definitely not going to probably go the way that the Diamondbacks want. So I see Mississippi coming out with the victory. 
Rio Grande Heat, according to their information, are supposed to take on the team that is in Roswell. I don't know what the team in Roswell's name is at this point. There's been a lot of information. Um, hopefully I get more details on that. But supposedly it is going to be Roswell that they're taking on. Um, and that was according to Rio Grande's own information. If the game happens or not, I don't, won't know until that that gets posted. Um, but for those of you that are asking, all I know is it is Roswell. That's all I know. And then finally on the WFA, the Boston Renegades taking on the DC Divas. This game, being at DC in their indoor facility, I personally think is going to be one of those games that none of us are going to want to walk away from any of our stuff, any of our streaming devices or social media or anything. Um, every time these two meet, it always seems like a different outcome. So to be fair, I can't really make a guess on who's going to win it because I don't even know. You know, looking at Boston's season, they're 2-0, obviously. We know that. 61-7 win over Tampa. The 68-14 win over New York. D.C. is 1-0. Their 54-22 win over Pittsburgh. Oddly enough, when these two teams, kind of this trio, Pittsburgh this year is kind of a strange one, but it always happens. It's always this weird season. Um, sadly, the road to the East um, for championships goes through Boston, D.C., and potentially Pittsburgh. So... This game is kind of a tough, as I said before, this game is a tough one to determine. I know I'm going to have people pop up in what I have, I think I've now dubbed the forum because that's just what it seems to be now. Um, I will have your, I will have individuals, you know, arguing, oh, this team's going to win over this team. Please don't, please don't create. To be blunt, don't create shitstorms on my Twitter feed. If you're going to do that, please do it privately. Um, you know, friendly banner is okay. So, you know, just being silly, that's fine by me. But please keep it clean. Please keep it nice. And this is one of those rivalries. Please keep it clean. Please keep it nice. I know that it's not that, not that easy, you know. Definitely with these two teams, it's not that easy. It's easier said than done sometimes. Um, but either way, this is going to be a very interesting matchup between the two teams. And notice many of you are probably sitting there going, well, yeah, but who do you think is going to win? I don't know. DC has the advantage being at home, but Boston has more games under the belt. It's going to be a battle of who's watched film better and who has prepared for their practices easier. You know, who has really put the work in to take that victory? This will either be one of those 45 to 42 games, or this will be another one of those, you know, 10 to 12 kind of scores, you know, one of those close games. Don't know. So, obviously a game all of us are going to pay attention to, obviously a game everybody's going to be talking about this week, but it's not like the road doesn't go through these two cities to go through the East to the championship. For the WNFC, we have a best of the West matchup 
rematch between Texas Elite Spartans at the Utah Falcons. Um, considering that Texas technically beat Utah, that means that just out of, I guess, legacy, you know, out of the history, Texas has the advantage here, but it is in Utah. So, the Falcons have the advantage of their elevation, you know, that that does play these mile-high teams, and I mean in the teams that sit relatively up there in elevation, have advantage over a lot of their teams. Um, you know, that's why, like, having the championship games for both the WNFC and the WFA in Colorado is uh, very interesting because the teams that are in that area will automatically be acclimated. Everyone else will have to work for it. But with Texas... This was the closest game Utah has ever had in the best of the West. Um, And it'll be interesting how it plays out here. You know, it really will be interesting how it plays out here. Who's going to win is a tough call because being if it was in Texas, I would say Texas probably win it. But being in Utah, you know, you've got to deal with that elevation of Salt Lake. So, you know, that that's anybody's guess. And I... I'm flipping a coin here because I could see either team winning this game. Um, If it ends up being a huge blowout, I'm going to be very shocked. But I see this one being very close just as it was last time these two met. Nebraska Nighthawks will take on the Houston Heat. I think this will be a very good matchup between the two teams. Um, Looking at, you know, Nebraska's season has been relatively 50%. Houston's been getting their butts handed to them because they've had to take on Texas, you know, some of the other powerhouses of teams. I think with Nebraska, it could slow it down a little bit, but I see Nebraska coming out with a victory, though I'm not going to count Houston out. They should be angry for the mercy rule being put on them by Texas, and uh, I could see them taking it out in Nebraska, so I don't see this being just a blowout game. I see this being actually closer than a lot of people might suspect. San Diego Surge will take on the Las Vegas Silver Stars. San Diego has the advantage here being the legacy team. Silver Stars, though, you know, never know. Um, San San Diego does play well in the desert area. We're not going to talk about the best in the West for them, but, you know, they do relatively play well. Um, Yes, Vegas has the advantage being in Vegas, but going against the Surge, I see San Diego coming out on top. And then the L.A. Bobcats have to travel to Seattle to rematch the Majestics. I know the Majestics are probably not happy about the first game of the season when these two met. You know, Seattle lost a quarterback, and the game went to the Bobcats 7-6. Excuse me. So this game is going to be another one of those down to the wire. Bobcats are trying to keep their undefeated season alive, where Seattle's trying to do a rematch game, you know, revenge game. This one, I see being down to the wire. If it does not go into overtime at French Field, I will be amazed. But I see this being a very close game. Who's going to win? I don't know. LA has the advantage being the being the team that has the undefeated season. But I do know how French Field is. God, do I know how French Field is. Um, and so Seattle has the advantage being at home. Let's be honest, Seattle has advantage being at home, especially with that stadium. So, again, it's another one that's flipped the coin games. Anybody's guess. And 
we'll see how it moves forward. I bet that shapes the west side a little bit and kind of shows what will start taking place as we inch closer to playoffs. And I know it's hard to believe that I'm saying that already and we're only like, you know, a quarter of the way through the season, but it is something you have to take into account, especially with these smaller leagues and smaller pools. That's all I have for women's tackle football matchups. Um, obviously, there's a lot going on. Check and see if, yeah, now the WFA page is up and running. Of course it is. <laughs> oh my god, I was talking about it. Now it won't. Now, now it'll work, but... I always love when that happens. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of crazy matchups going on this weekend. I'm on a bye, so that's kind of nice. I can keep track of things. Um, score updates will probably come out on Sunday, just in the fact that I got a lot going on Saturday. Be prepared. I may have a special episode coming out this weekend, too. That plays a large role in everything as well. So there will be a lot coming out over this weekend, and it'll be interesting going forward to see what it does from there. So that all being said, you have been listening to Four Point Stance Women's Tackle Football Talk on Twitter, Yelfi, Mixcloud, various other places that you can get to from Anchor and even on Facebook. If you want to follow the show and join what I am now dubbing the forum, you can go to the official Twitter handle of the show, number four underscore PT underscore stance, or you can just follow me directly, W34VI1, and it'll get you there too. Um... You can go on Yelfi and look up the show, the number 4 PT Stance, or follow me directly, W34VI1. If you want to get the show on Mixcloud, because that's one of your preferred places to listen to podcasts, look in the search bar at 4 Point Stance, all written out, or just look for Coach Ash. You'll find me there. Or you could just go to anchor.fm slash the number 4 PT Stance and get connected to a number of locations. Um, that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know, like nine locations total. Or you can just go to the official production Facebook page, Weevil Productions, W34VI1 Productions, and follow the show from there. That's where the score update videos are and various other places. Um, I do have now an official Instagram page. I'm sure some of you have caught on. I know the Cali War has been enjoying showing all this. Um, have an official Instagram for Weevil Productions. Um, that's my production company that it handles all this for the show. Um, just W34VI1 Productions. All the Four Point Stance score update videos will get posted on there. I'm still working on Pinterest. That one's kind of a tough one to manage. Very tough one to manage, but... Uh, working on it so when that when that's available i will get that out to you but yeah you can go to instagram follow the production company pretty much the show because that's what really that's all that's on it or you can just follow me directly w34vi1 and it's easy to find me and get connected to all that and as a reminder, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, available 24-7, 365 days a year, and on Leap Day when it happens. They are there for you to talk about whatever you need to talk about. LGBTQI plus, you know, the whole alphabet. At this point, I can't even keep up with the alphabet is anymore. 
or if it's Veterans Affairs, you know, stuff like that. If you need somebody to talk to, they're there to help. 1-800-273-8255.